for so many years. It was that look of indifference in the gay bar that worked against me. I guess I looked unapproachable. I had guys coming up to me and asking me why I looked mad. I explained to them, I'm not mad. I had guys coming up to me and telling me to smile. Okay, I'm supposed to stand here with a stupid smile on my face and look like an idiot so that people don't think I'm mad. Yeah, that's really going to get me. A lot of people attracted to me. I never really knew how to be at a gay bar. One of the things that I really did know how to bet about being me at a gay bar was to be at a gay bar and stand there and, of course, looking mean or unapproachable. But then I guess I added to the insult for injury by being one of the first ones to take off my shirt. Hey, I work out. I'm proud of myself. I take off my shirt. I even did it in the dead of winter in San Francisco, but I did it in a gay bar where it was warmer inside. Nipples to the wind as I talked about it, but still, I did it. And it made me feel comfortable. And you know what? It also made me feel like I was more attractive, more desirable. And I guess a lot of the times that's the way I appeared. Yet I also appeared unapproachable again. I recently read a Facebook post of a friend of mine who was approached by asking him, was he working? And he replied, of course I'm working, meaning he works. And they asked how much. And he had no idea how to respond. I guess that's the way I was when it first happened to me. Yes, bitches, people thought I was a hoe. And I would be standing there in the bar. Let's talk about San Francisco first. And taking off my shirt and people assuming that I was there as a hoe to make money. No, I wasn't. I would go to a bar down the street. I can't remember what the name of the bar is. It's on the corner of Castro and 18th Street. I think it used to be called the elephant, but then it was called something different. And I would come out of the bar 
and be standing on the street still with no shirt on because of course I'd taken my shirt off inside waiting for a cab and I remember one incident where a woman came up to me and said how much and I looked at her and said what and she said how much I'd like to purchase you for my friend who was a gay man. And I just got so appalled on the outside. And as I walked away, I thought, yes, I got it. And that happened to me multiple times living in San Francisco. And then when I would come to Palm Springs, when I ultimately decided to live in Palm Springs, the trend of taking off my shirt never stopped. I mean, come on, we're living in 122 degree weather during the summer. Inevitably, somebody in the gay bar is going to take off their shirt and then inevitably everyone else is going to follow and get on the dance floor and do they thing. So why not me? standing there, taking off my shirt, and waiting for someone to ask me to dance. Typically, nobody asked me to dance. I mean, because it was the same old thing. Nobody's going to come out, up and ask a hooker to dance. But I was standing there, and a woman came up to me again. Are you working? And I said, yes. I mean, because I work. I knew what she was going for. And so I was going to go along with it this time. Are you working? Yes. How much? And I said, why? Well, because my friend over here is interested. And again, my response was to act appalled on the outside. And on the inside, yes, I still got it. But you know, can you see how unhealthy that is? Where you need people to think you a hoe and selling yourself to make you feel better about yourself? I got past that phase to the point where I go out and it's not the first thing on my mind to make sure that people find me attractive or desirable. However, I'm here to tell you that it doesn't hurt because we all want to feel attractive and desirable. That's why we exercise. That's why we get our hair cut. That's why we go to a dermatologist that's why we do all the things that we do. But we don't, or we shouldn't, base our existence on people thinking we're a hoe. Because we're attractive. And because people desire us. 
there's much more to desire about me than my looks. I've got a brain. I've got a heart. Wow. I would not need to follow the yellow brick road with Dorothy because I got everything that they were looking for. So if I acknowledge that I've got everything that Dorothy and the crew were looking for, then why don't I use it in a positive way as opposed to a selfish way of just trying to feed my ego? That's where my super ego comes into play and says, bitch, please tone it down. Because the superego is the conscience of the ego. And thankfully, I've developed that superego that keeps, keeps the bitch in check. The bitch is still there. I still like to be admired. I still like to be complimented. But not in the same ways that I did before. As they say, I have bigger fish to fry... I have more important people in my life that mean much more to me than that. And I have my education, my intelligence, my professionalism. I have everything. If I were to allow my ego to come into play, I'm a package. But I'm a package that can be a package all by myself, with my own package. I don't need anybody else to help me be that package. Thank you, Super Ego, for keeping my ego in check. It takes time, experience. I've lived to tell. Till next time.